Forrest and I have been gone a, a couple of weeks, so as we continue our summer series this morning, um, I thought I'd do a little bit of review. And, and before I get started on that, though, I do want to thank you um, for our vacation, not only having the time off, but we used the gift that you gave us for Christmas last year as part of the uh, funding for uh, a house that we rented up north, and we're able to have our all of our kids and their our grandkids come uh, so we could spend a week with them and, and just rest and get kind of recuperated. So I thank you. Thank you for that gift. And uh, so uh, as we begin uh, with a little review, we've been studying a passage of Scripture from Galatians 22 through 25 in this series. And um, in this passage of Scripture, the author uh, of the letter of Galatians, the Apostle Paul, is giving us a list of the kind of outcomes that we can expect in our life when Jesus, when we have the Holy Spirit at work in us, transforming us to make us more like his son, Jesus Christ. And the list is found in Galatians 5, and 23, where he writes, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then he goes on in verse 25, and he says, Since we live by the Spirit, since we have the Spirit of Christ in us, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And that's been the focus of this series, learning how to keep in step with the Spirit's work in us. And as we do that, we'll see more and more of the fruit or the outcomes of having Christ alive in us, like Forrest is talking about with Woody there. Uh, to begin keeping in, the spe- in step with the Spirit, you need to start by believing that the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you and that he can lead you into the lifestyle that Paul is describing in Galatians 22 and 23, uh, chapter 5. And the good news is that when we have the Spirit of Jesus working in us, helping us to develop these characteristics, um, our life is very... Uh, different that's a very different thing than just knowing that we should be patient and hoping to become more patient it's different than trying harder to be more self-controlled or to be more kind it's believing and anticipating that god's spirit can lead us into these things as we yield ourselves to him when you're anticipating something then you're more likely to cooperate with God's Spirit and recognize when he gives us these opportunities to develop these characteristics in our life. And today we're talking about the fruit of faithfulness. And this is something that we can know that God wants to develop in our life because it's central to who God is and to His uh, how he relates to us as his children. And we find this all the way through Scripture. Um, look how God describes himself to Moses in Exodus 34, 6. He says, I am the Lord. Then he repeats it again. I am the Lord, the merciful and gracious God. I am slow to anger and rich in unfailing love and faithfulness. Uh, this is how God describes himself, rich in unfailing love and faithfulness. And as I was studying the scriptures uh, in regards to this message this week and the topic of faithfulness, um, I found that the same description is echoed over and over in the scriptures. God is not just a little bit loving. He's not just 
uh, occasionally faithful. Uh, his love is unfailing, and his faithfulness is without end. Well, look how David describes it in uh, Psalm 57, uh, 10. For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Uh, and then he goes in Psalm 89, 2, he says, Your unfailing love will last forever. Your faithfulness is, in, is as enduring as the heavens. If we're going to be like Jesus, then we have to develop faithfulness. God is faithful, and he calls us to be faithful. We're going to start by looking at three ways that God is faithful, and then talk briefly how we can develop this kind of faithfulness in our own lives. So if you want to go ahead and pull out your message notes, we've got some notes in there, uh, some blanks, fill in the blanks. And we're going to look at these three ways that God is faithful. And the first is that God is faithful to himself. Uh, God is always faithful to who he is. Uh, God will never deny himself by acting in a way that's inconsistent with who he is. Uh, We read in 2 Timothy 2.13, If we are faithless, and sometimes we are, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. And, and this is really good news because it means that when God's word says that God is good, God will always be good. When his word says that he is loving, we can know that he will always be loving. When his word says that he's kind, we know that he will always be kind. Hebrews thirteen eight says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And, and here's why this is so important for us. God's faithfulness is what makes God trustworthy. We can trust God because we know that he will always be faithful. He will never let us down. He will never fail to be merciful because that is who he is. He will never fail to love you because he is loving. And I believe that this is one of the most needed outcomes of having the Holy Spirit at work in our lives as Christians. When God is forming you and transforming you, you become more and more a trustworthy person. Not self-controlled one day and then out of control the next day, but the kind of person that others can look to and know that the way that you respond to circumstances in your life will be consistent from one day to the next and consistent with who you say you are as a follower of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we've had these kids, um, mega sports camp kids, and and, uh, all of you have children and grandchildren, and this is something that kids need to see so badly. It's something that they can develop in their own lives as they watch it lived out in your life. They're learning about honesty and integrity and character from you as they watch the decisions that you make. And they see these outcomes of the kind of faithfulness of Jesus being lived out in you. And then the second way that God is faithful is God is faithful to his promises. God always keeps his word. Um, And God's promises are are central to the gospel message. In fact, we, we may not realize it or we don't think about it 
often, but every time we open the Bible to the Old Testament or to the New Testament, we are opening a covenant. Um, The Hebrew word for testament is covenant. And we all know what a covenant is, right? Uh, 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 Your marriage covenant is a a covenant is promises between two people or uh, two groups of people that are made. And so the New Testament and the Old Testament are covenants that God has. So the Bible is all about the promises of God and his covenant with us to keep those promises. Look at First uh, Corinthians 1, nine. It says, God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promise, and he can be depended on. You can trust God to be faithful to his promises. It's like the heartbeat that you feel all the way through his word is like uh, God saying over and over over again that I love you, uh, I will do what I promise, I love you, I will do what I promise, I love you, I will do what I promise, you can trust me. And then the third uh, way that God is faithful, he, he is faithful to his people. Uh, I think one of the most powerful metaphors that Jesus uses is the image of the good shepherd. And what that image is, is is the image of faithfulness. Uh, The good shepherd doesn't run off or abandon his sheep. He faithfully watches over them. Uh, In John 10, 11, we read, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus showed the depth of his love and faithfulness when he died for us on the cross. That's what is represented in the communion elements today. God is faithful to himself, he's faithful to his promises, and he's faithful to his people. And I want to take uh, just a few minutes and briefly look at three ways that we can develop God's kind of faithfulness in our lives. And the first is to practice being faithful in small things. Um, All the way through the scripture, we see God giving people opportunities to practice obedience and faithfulness. And and he starts small, like little things, like only pick up manna on the weeks and not on Sunday. You know, little uh, things that they can do to, to grow in their faithfulness and their obedience. And the pattern is to give them a small assignment to prepare them for a big assignment. For instance, King David, David. He was promoted to a king after he proved faithful in taking care of sheep, right? God knew that if he would risk his life to protect his sheep, that he would be faithful as a leader of his people. And the central truth in the message today that I hope you get from it is that faithfulness in small things prepares us to be faithful in all things. Faithfulness in small things prepares us, strengthens us, enables us to be faithful in all things. And this is a biblical principle that's found 
throughout Scripture, but Jesus says it right out in Luke 16.10. And this is our memory verse for this week, so let's read it together. Luke 16.10. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large things. Luke 16.10. Luke 16.10. And... Um, The rest of the verse goes on to say, but if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. To develop faithfulness, practice being faithful in small things. God gives us opportunities to to every day to practice faithfulness, to to set aside a little bit of your day, to pray, to read his word. uh, He gives us opportunities to keep our promises, to keep our uh, to be faithful to our spouse, to do the right thing. There are opportunities all around us. And, uh, you know, we want the big assignment to the perfect marriage, leadership in a ministry, promotion at work. And God would say, be faithful where you are right now. Show yourself faithful in the small things, and you'll be faithful in all things. And then the second way that we can develop our faithfulness in our life is to prioritize our commitments. Often uh, we fail to be faithful, uh, to follow through on promises, or to finish what we start, because we don't prioritize our commitments. Uh, The Bible says to let your yes be yes and your no be no. And I would much rather have a no than a yes that turns into a no at the time when you were counting on somebody. But God will powerfully use people whose yes is a real yes when they faithfully follow up on what they say that they will do. And we saw that so wonderfully this week at Mega Sports Camp uh, in all of our volunteers. I, I wish I could tell every story that I saw this week as God was using each of the people that gave of their time. But one of them was just uh, kind of off the charts cute. So... I'm going to do that one, but Leo, uh, and he's not here today, so I'm going to talk about him when he's not here, but you can tell him. Okay. Leo um, was supposed to be our enforcer. <laughs> he was the guy we were going to send kids to if, you know, they were out of control or something, just kind of like, and uh, because he's so good with, with kids, they wouldn't even know, you know, they were... Uh, being helped through some difficult times. But uh, it ended up that we needed Leo to kind of uh, watch over some of the really little kids that couldn't concentrate for the half hour or so that the sports were going on. So um, one day I was standing out here, I looked out, and I saw something going on in the children's area. There's a little, I've got a little video of it I'll share with you. Turn the sound up. (laughs) They were all yelling, Leo, Leo. And you know, we don't know what kind of impact that will have on those kids, but we know that when they think about church and they think about mega sports camp, 
they're going to have good memories and and it's going to be something that is drawing them back drawing them back again and drawing them towards Christ and the more that we are faithful in those ways and let our yes be yes and really follow through on the things that we do um, the more God will use us in powerful ways then the the second um, the third way that God is, uh, that we can be faithful develop faithfulness is to um, is to don't give up on God yourself or others God never gives up on us um, Philippians 1 6 says there has never been the slightest doubt in my mind, this is Paul speaking, that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish, I like that, on the day that Christ Jesus appears. God has begun a good work in you, and he will be faithful to complete it. Uh, He's not going to give up on you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. So don't give up on God. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on others. God's not finished with them either. And we're celebrating Holy Communion this morning. And uh, we can talk about this as a celebration because these elements represent God's love and his faithfulness. The bread and the juice are signs, visual images that God gave us as reminders. They remind us that of the promise that he made us, that we have the assurance that he'll keep those promises. We're reminded that of his promise to forgive us of our sins. We don't have to wonder if we'll ever uh, be acceptable to God or if God loves us. Jesus already paid the price for our sins so that we could have life and be forgiven. Um, We're reminded of the promise that he gave us of new life, a life that never ends. Jesus gave his life, died for us on the cross so that we could live and have life in him forever. And we're given the assurance that Jesus will be faithful to his promise to never leave us or forsake us because he sealed that covenant with his blood. And we're going to be doing a baptism. We have that joy and receiving some people into membership this morning. Uh, before we uh, move into the communion service. And if you'll just take a minute before we move to those things and pull out your connection card, um, there's some ways on the back of your card to respond today. The first is to memorize that verse from Luke 16.10. If we're faithful in the little things, we will be faithful in the uh, big things. And then number two, um, I'm trusting God to be faithful in an area that I'm having to wait for his timing and outcome. You know, we talk about God being faithful, and sometimes we think maybe uh, he's forgotten to be. Uh, But his timing is perfect, and so we just have to trust that he's at work, and uh, sometimes we need that reminder. So that's what this is this morning, to commit again to wait on God. And then number three, I'm asking for the Holy Spirit's help in following through on a commitment or promise I made. Sometimes... You know, we make those commitments, we say those vows, we um, make a promise, and then um, it takes courage, it takes strength to follow through on those. So, uh, opportunity to say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that. Okay.